Let the conversation continue with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. You know, I every once in a while you find that sneaky little prop in the NBA that you can get on for a little bit before the market adjusts. I'm just going to throw this out there now. Miles McBride for the Knicks. Just had 12 points and was 4 of 4 from 3 in the first quarter. Now with Emmanuel quickly gone, if the, I don't know if there's always going to be a market for him, probably more now with an extended role. Just go every single game and take the over because this guy's getting some serious minutes and touches now. Yeah, 4 for 4 from 3 in like the first 12 minutes of the game, pretty impressive. I mean, it's just, just watching it, you go, okay, that's the guy that's going to step up and that's the guy that's going to get a lot more of an opportunity. So, I mean, just... It's crazy. It's crazy how it takes one 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 trade for a guy to have a whole new trajectory in his That's career. That's why they traded IQ. Yeah. They, so that he could get more minutes. They gave him an extension, I think, like right after the trade. Indeed. Like right after. So, all right, big one coming up Sunday night in the NFL. We talked about a lot of games with playoff implications on the line. Of course, we've got Buffalo and we've got Miami. I can't. This is, this is the game I think everybody is waiting for. Bill's two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Miami. We bring on Mike Danger, co-host of the Sports Bar. Afternoons on 95.7, the fan in Rochester. And, uh, you know, this this Bill's team has been one of the most frustrating, and I'm sure you know it as much as anybody, most frustrating teams to watch, to predict, to bet on any of those things. Week after week, it's maybe Josh Allen is up here. Josh Allen's way down here. Where's Stephon Diggs being week after week? What type of team do you expect us to see? And I know this is probably a dangerous loaded question because it could be anything. But what should we expect to see from this Bills team with everything on the line for them? I think we'll have to try again. I think he just froze for a second there. Right so we'll figure that out. We'll try to get Mike back on in a second. Uh, yeah, but, I was like, is it me? Right. right <laughs> you're like, wait, did I black out? You never know. You know what's amazing is like we, we count so much on technology in our society. Oh, I think we heard something. So let's see if we can get Are we Luke, let us know when we get Mike back up and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll start over here if we can. So. Because I'm not sure how much he heard. I don't know what he heard. Do we have Mike back up? Mike's good to go. Okay. So, Mike, I don't know how much you caught of me, if it was just on your end or whatever. So, we'll just bring this back and start all over again. What type of Bills team do we expect to see against the Dolphins on Sunday night with everything on the line? What I was going to say is if you guys. I think we lost him again. It is frozen twice. Yeah, maybe. clearly whatever answer Danger's trying to give, the internet just doesn't want, it doesn't no. like it. Is it this is this not. a sign to take Miami? Oh no, is this a sign? It might be. The line has moved from three. It has three and a half to two and a half. But we were talking about this earlier this week. Do we think that wait. the lot right is the line going to move based on the results in the Steelers and Jags game? Because I think if. So if the Steelers and Jags both win, Buffalo has to win this game to make the playoffs. Whereas if one of those teams lose, Buffalo's in the playoffs. So I think going into this game, if it's an absolute must win for Buffalo, Mm. I think this thing goes back to three. But if the Bills, if the Steelers or the Jags lose and this game is only for who wins the division, I think it stays at two and a half. 
maybe even goes to two potentially. I just I I mean I think just from a, a football fan perspective, you hope there's a lot on the line in that game. Oh yeah, because that is one of the worst parts when you've got these the last game of the season, right? It's a it's a game the NFL wants to be in that window, right? I mean it, it's it's perfect. This is the whole point of flexing games, right? This was a flex, wasn't it or no? It was. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What did they flex out? I don't remember. They, week eighteen, they make every game at one o'clock, and then that's they right. Just, that's right. They, they just they move it in, depending yeah, yeah, yeah. on like God. divisions and all that. Tell it's been a it's been a long week. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, but yeah, this is this is one of those matchups where you look at it and say everything on paper tells you just a barn burner, just two great offenses, so much on the line for the Bills and the Dolphins, and we're looking at seeding and division, and you just hope that it doesn't come down to one of those. There's nothing actually there at that point for the Bills. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the game's going to be awesome regardless, especially because the weather. Hopefully it will hold up. I know there's some thunderstorms coming, but um, it's going to be a blast to watch either way. All right, I think we have Mike back again. So we're going to try this for a third time, Mike, as we wind back up. Uh, what type of uh, Bills team do we expect to see in your eyes with the up-and-down season they've had against the Dolphins on Sunday? What we've heard from, from this Bills team this week, guys, is just a real kind of calm confidence. They've been here before. They know their backs are against the wall. They know they have Josh Allen, who any given week can be a hero or a gigantic liability. It's the roller coaster ride that has been this season for the Buffalo Bills. It's it's only fitting that their season could either end with them being a two seed or end with them missing the postseason, despite being what many people consider to be a top five team in the NFL. It's crazy. Danger, from a betting perspective, like at this point, would you bet anything on the Bills in terms of futures before knowing any of the results of Week 18, knowing what happens with the Steelers or what happens with the Jags? Like, because of the way the Ravens look right now, do you think there's still value on the Bills? Because we know if they make the playoffs, that number is going to go down next week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's such a tough thing, PJ, because, again, you don't know which Bills team you're going to get. And, and, you know, there's a real possibility that they lose on Sunday night and Mm -hmm. miss the postseason entirely. I mean, if you're talking about the Bills team from a few weeks ago that that hosted Dallas and thumped them, then absolutely go after it. But you don't know if you're going to see that team. You you almost lost to a trash Chargers team, and you had four turnovers against New England. You only won by six at home uh, and a a team that, you know, is is lacking in talent compared to what you're putting out on the field. So it really is kind of a a puzzling thing to try and figure out what exactly – to do with this Bills and which Bills team you're going to get week in and week out. I mean, Tristo went to the Bills postseason game last year against Cincinnati. I remember I remember this vividly. And we were all going to that game thinking, oh, the Bills got this. The, the Bengals are beat up. Their offensive line is – they're all backups and they're missing key pieces. And, and the Bills came out and just absolutely delivered a stinker. And uh, in the Sean McDermott era, you know, you just really don't know which Bills team is going to show up week in and week out. They've been very inconsistent this year. Would you wait to bet the Bills against the Dolphins uh, on Sunday night to see how everything shakes out and maybe say, okay, or fade them, depending on what the outcomes of those other games that they need help for? And and what side are you really on? Is it if the Bills win and they're in, are you more thinking that they will collapse under that pressure? Or are you thinking that they'll rise to the occasion? Well, every time they've been in a high-pressure situation this year, almost every time, it feels like they've collapsed, right? Like they can win. They've won a couple of close games against some bad teams, but then there's been the, the, the games where they've had the opportunities to win or to close out, and they've collapsed. The, the, the Broncos game, the Eagles game, and again, like the last two weeks of watching this Bills offense, a little too close to comfort, for comfort for my liking, Trista. I, I would take 
right now, if you're telling me the Bills are at minus two and a half, yeah, I, I could see them winning by a field goal on Sunday night. But anything beyond that, I, I really don't know. Like, I don't expect this to be what we saw in week four where the Bills absolutely boat raced the Dolphins late in that game. And, and you know, I just feel like that team – is a distant memory. It was a long time ago. It was Ken Dorsey as your offensive coordinator. Now, if you're telling me that the Bills uh, can do to the Dolphins and it, what Baltimore did to the Dolphins and play a physical game, very similar to how they did against Dallas and James Cook gets involved, then I think you could see the Bills you know, putting it on Miami on Sunday night a little bit easier. Yeah, that week four game, too, Stephon Diggs had 120 yards receiving, and he went over 100 a couple more times and hasn't done it since the rest of this year, though. What is been the reason for this just kind of weird season for Stephon Diggs? A lot of speculation around this one and, and a lot of smoke and not a lot of actual like reporting where you can say for sure Stephon Diggs is injured. I mean, there's there's speculation that he had a core injury but way back in the Jacksonville game, the London game that he's been dealing with all season, which would check out when you consider some of his shortcomings here mm-hmm. through the middle and end of the season. There's There's reports out there, there are people out there that have the belief that, you know, this is the Bills' way of telling Stefan Diggs, we can win games without you. The usage is down. I mean, Khalil Shakir had more snaps against New England than Stefan Diggs. And you hear Sean McDermott saying things like, we, you know, a lot of it is alignment, a lot of it is the package we're trotting out there, and a lot of it is we want to give Stefan proper rest. Now, he's not on the injury report. He hasn't been on the injury report. If he's hurt, the Bills are lying about his injury status. And, you know, as far as trying to, to, to predict what Stefan Diggs' outcome will be, I'm staying away, guys. I really can't tell you. I mean, to, to assume that he's going to go off the way he did in week four, I think would be a stretch. To think that he could get a touchdown, I would listen to that. But either Stefan Diggs isn't right or with this new interim offensive coordinator, Joe Brady. They just haven't found the way to fully get him involved. And and furthermore, Josh Allen hasn't been as accurate when targeting Stephon Diggs as he was earlier this year. There was a play against New England last week where Diggs got behind the defense, and if Allen throws just a slightly more accurate ball, we're talking about an 80-yard touchdown, and the Diggs narrative changes completely. How has the defense been able to hold it together? They suffered a lot of key injuries early on in the season. It looked like that was really going to derail them, but... I mean, Danger, they've really, they've really put it together, and, and that side of the ball has kind of carried them here the last four or five weeks. A couple of things have happened, uh, PJ. We, we have the trade deadline acquisition of Rasul Douglas, who had uh, an unbelievable game uh, last week against the Patriots, AFC uh, Defensive Player of the Week with two interceptions, one going back uh, for a pick six. That was big. That was a recognition uh, of Brandon Bean that the secondary needed help when Trey White tore his Achilles in week four against Miami. They knew that they weren't going to survive through the season with Dane Jackson and Christian Benford. They got a ball hawking quarter that's been impactful. And a lot of us are believing that this might be the best midseason acquisition at the trade deadline for the Bills dating back to the Super Bowl years. Cornelius Bennett, you know, like a guy that came in and was just immediately impactful and has made a difference on the defensive side of the ball. Terrell Bernard has been a pleasant surprise all season long at the linebacker position. When Matt Milano went down, I think a lot of people were nervous about what that linebacker core would look like in that second level of the Bills defense, but he's had himself a nice season. Really, the player that's had himself the best season of his career after getting paid in the offseason, Ed Oliver is having a great season and only gets better for him with Daquan Jones returning a defensive tackle last week for the first time since early since the Jacksonville game with the torn pack. He makes a difference. He eats up a lot of space and allows Ed Oliver to really put that pressure in the middle 
of of the uh, offensive line and and you know going up against Tua, uh, an offensive line in Miami that is susceptible in the middle. I expect that Oliver to have a good game defensively for the Bills on Sunday night. You mentioned Ken Dorsey. Obviously, that offense was a disaster, hence the reason he got fired. Um, and it feels like ever since Brian Dayball left, Josh Allen just really hasn't been able to control the turnover bug that really plagued him early on in his career. What do you think explains the the higher rate of interceptions since Dable left, and even till now? Yeah, I think there, there's a few things here, Trista, and and you know, getting into Josh Allen's head might be a scary thing to do. Um, I do think he just has that gunslinger mentality, and he wants to chuck it down the field. He trusts his arm and and goes for things that aren't there to to his detriment. Um, and I will say this also: the last two weeks, the Buffalo Bills offense sure looks an awful like a lot like it did earlier this year when everybody said it was dysfunctional with Ken Dorsey running the offense as well. Ultimately, I think the, the constant is Josh Allen making too many mistakes and Sean McDermott being the head coach that probably has a specific way he wants this offense to run. You know, he wants to preserve Josh Allen, not use his legs as often uh, as he probably has been here the last few weeks. And he's more effective, obviously, as a dual threat but they want to preserve his career. Sean McDermott and Brandy Bean coming from Carolina saw firsthand the pounding that Cam Newton took all those years. And Josh Allen is kind of a quarterback built in that same mold. Um, but the Joe Brady offense uh, has looked better. Dawson Knox returning means more 12 personnel, more two, two tight end sets, which they've wanted to do uh, a lot more of this season with Dalton Kincaid being the first round draft choice and the big investment that they made there uh, at tight end as well. And, um, and, you know, the other thing about this Bills offense, uh, offensive line has been, has been constant. It's been a steady force uh, all season long. They haven't lost any players to injury. The same five have started all games so far this year. And if they can have a physical kind of output the way they did against Dallas and just maul Miami or any team, they don't stand a chance. I mean, it would be interesting to see how uh, a physical Bills offensive line will match up against another physical defensive line similar like what Baltimore trotted out against Miami last year. That would be a lot of fun to watch. Got about a minute or so. Given all of that, knowing that this game could be win and in a de facto playoff game, do you think that McDermott takes off the training wheels and Josh Allen runs like the Dickens? I think there's no tomorrow, right? I mean, like everything is is available for these guys. They know it's all in front of them. They know that the two seed means they get to host uh, a playoff game at Orchard Park, and that means something to everybody. Um, I think Josh Allen finds the end zone. That's been pretty steady and a pretty co- pretty good constant. I like Josh Allen to score an anytime touchdown. Uh, I would imagine that uh, you know if you're if you're looking for props, James Cook could break one off over 13 and a half for his longest rush makes a lot of sense to me over 21 and a half receiving yards for James Cook makes a lot of sense to me. And knowing that Miami's second level of their defense, their linebacking core is the weak part of that unit. Uh, I do like uh, Dalton Kincaid at over three and a half receptions on Sunday night. I think he gets a little bit more involved than we've seen the last couple of weeks. James Cook, it just feels like week by week, taking rushing and receiving yards for him has just been so profitable. I love James Cook, and I hope he continues to just run like hell. That's what we're going to want to have. Mike Danger, 95.7 The Fan. Appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on with us. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Danger. Good stuff. Yeah, the uh, the Josh Allen at this point, just let him be him. None of this, like, let's try and evolve and change who you are and just just let him be him. I, I agree. I mean, like, it, it, it's the same thing with Lamar Jackson and a lot of these quarterbacks that can run the football, right? You want them to be able to use the asset that they have. Mm-hmm. But you also then don't want them to get hurt. And there's this weird balance that nobody really can actually find. 
where it's like, all right, we want you to run just enough and make sure you're still you, but also please make smart runs and not get hurt. Eventually, something just happens. Guys at least get banged up. So it's, in the end, it's win or get, go home. So Josh Allen needs to go out and do what he needs to do. It's BetMGM tonight. Nick, Trista, and Ryan are taking a short break. Stay tuned because there's plenty more to come on BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL.